Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Pokedex Radio Podcast by Flashlight Studios. My name is Gabriel, and today is June 16th, 2009. Before we get started with the show today, I would just like to apologize to those of you who've been waiting for a new episode to come out of the Pokedex Radio Podcast. I know we're a little late with uploading this seventh episode. For the past couple of weeks, I've been really busy. I was on a business trip, and I have some personal issues going on. So again, I would just like to apologize for you who've been waiting for a new episode. But let's get started. This episode, we're going to be talking about Pokemon names, mostly how to pronounce some of the more commonly mispronounced Pokemon names in the Pokemon series. And we're going to be talking about Pokemon nicknames and the name raider in the Pokemon series games. But before we get into our main topic today, let's get into the news. Today we have quite a few articles in the news, mostly because, obviously, I didn't do an episode two weeks ago, and we have some backed-up articles. Our first article in the news today is about a Giratina DS Lite. So far from what I've seen, this Giratina DS Lite is available only in the UK to Club Nintendo members. If you go ahead and you register your games on Nintendo.com for the European site or the UK site, if you go ahead and save up 30,000 points you could exchange those points for the Giratina DS Lite, so that's pretty cool. I remember before, they had, uh, for Diamond and Pearl, they had a Dialga and Palkia DS Lite. Our second article is about the secret key, the same secret key that was a Wi-Fi event already twice to unlock the other forms of Rotom. It will be available again this month of June and next month of July from June 8th to about July 25th. I've seen two different dates let me give you both of them. I see one that says, for European versions, from June 8th to July 19th. And I've also seen, for Australia, from June 8th to July 18th on Wi-Fi. And there's also something called the Connection Tour, from June 25th to July 5th. The Connection Tour, I'm assuming, is some sort of uh, event going on around Australia. But the June 8th to July 18th and 19th, is for Europe and Australia to go ahead so you guys can get your secret key. I'm not sure if you still haven't gotten the secret key in the US or even in Japan. I'm not sure if this will unlock the secret key in your games. It won't hurt to try. I'm not sure if it'll work and I'm not willing to restart my game to test this process. I had already restarted my game once during the last day of the secret key event here in the US. So I'm not going to go ahead and try try um try risking anything again. So go ahead and try it out if you want to and let me know how it works. The next article is about the Pokemon trading card game. I'm pretty sure this is only in the US, but it might be around the world too. I'm not exactly 100% sure on that. The Pokemon trading cards are going to be available in kids meals at Burger King. Go ahead, you buy yourself a kids meal, you'll get a you'll get a card from one of the more recent packs of the Pokemon trading card game and this is all a promotion for the new platinum trading card set. Um, I'm not too big into the cards. I might go ahead and buy myself uh, a kid's meal or two just to see what's uh, what's in the kid's meal. So if you do like to collect the trading cards, go ahead, go to Burger King, and get yourself a kid's meal or two. So you can get yourself some cards. On to our next article, which is about Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of the Sky. You know the game already came out in Japan. I've mentioned this before. Now this game is announced to be released in the U.S. in the fall of 2009. So maybe around November we'll be getting this game. Maybe in, maybe even September, just a little earlier. 
Another article we have is about Heart Gold and Soul Silver, the new remakes of the second generation game. Um, there's been a couple of cool things that I've been seeing about uh, the new remakes. The one cool thing I wanted to, to mention was a pedometer. A pedometer meaning something that records how many steps you've taken. But if you remember, back in the day, at the very beginning of Pokemon, back in 99 and 2000, if you ever bought the Pokemon Pikachu little gigapet looking thing, this is, in my opinion, a little similar to that. There was one for Pikachu and then there was a, a GS Pikachu one. So this might be, you know, a little bit of a throwback to, to what had come out before. And from what I'm seeing is you're able to go ahead and on this little gigapet looking thing, it's shaped like a flat Pokeball and it looks like a Pokeball also. It's got three little buttons on the front and it's called the Poke Walker. I don't know if that's the official name uh, in the US yet, but I know that's what it will, will be called in Japan. And this thing is like, a, if you've ever seen the little Digimon Gigapets or if you've seen those little Tamagotchi things, this works very similar to that. You go ahead and what what I'm reading is it seems like you go ahead and you put a Pokemon from the gold or silver games onto it and you could give it experience by you know walking with it or shaking it and as the steps go up that's how much experience it gets um, and I'm sure you're able to buy items and stuff like that as the original as the uh, Pokemon Pikachu uh, was with the gold and silver games before if you had bought those and remember anything about them you were able to get uh, little items like rare candies or pokeballs or potions or stuff like that depending on how many watts you saved up which is the currency in the game the next article in the news is also about heart gold and gold silver this is what a lot of people have been wanting and it looks like we've gotten it pokemon.net or pkmn.net reports that heart gold and soul silver will include the kanto region with the johto region so i'm really excited about that that they did go ahead and included both regions and not just Johto. So that's really something I'm looking forward to when the games do come out. And the last article I'm going to talk about is a Japanese WiiWare game um, called Melee Pokemon Scramble. It's actually going to be released today, June 16th, in Japan. I didn't really look too much into it. It looks like it's something similar to uh, Pokemon Ranch and Super Smash Bros. kind of put together. Um, more like a 3D Pokemon fighting game. I don't know, obviously, uh, what it is. It, it's available for 1,500 points, but so far it's only in Japan. Because I know we still haven't gotten the Platinum My Pokemon Ranch, so I don't know what's going to happen with that game for us here in the U.S. or even anywhere across the world. We'll just have to wait and see if the game comes out for everybody else. So that's it for the news for this episode. All the articles and more are available in the show notes. If you go to pokedexradio.blogspot.com, you can see all the podcasts we've had so far and all the links to all the articles that I talk about. But again, that's it for the news, so let's get on to our main topic of Pokemon names. Today's topic of Pokemon names, first let's get started on how to pronounce some of the more commonly mispronounced Pokemon names. The first one that's always bugged me when I hear people mispronouncing it is Kyogre. Kyogre, the legendary Pokemon from the Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald series. I know some of you have heard this name being pronounced Kyogre. It's not pronounced Kyogre, it's pronounced Kyogre. There's a Y in the name. Another more commonly mispronounced name is Ho-Oh. It's spelled H-O-O-H. Some people say Ho-Ho, 
like like a Twinkie or something, if you, if you know what I'm talking about, those little hostess Twinkies, and then there's other ones called Ho-Hos. This is not one of those. This is Ho-Oh, a bird. Pokemon. Fire type. Flying type also. So, Ho-Oh. Other ones like uh, Zapdos. I've heard people saying Zapados. It's not Zapados, it's Zapdos. Let's see, Groudon. I've heard Groden. It's not Groden, it's Groudon. I've read about this Pokemon's name, something about that it's... It's a mix of the two words ground and dawn. Ground obviously meaning like the ground, like the earth. And dawn, which um, in Italian and in Spanish kind of means like, like like the leader of something or the owner of something. So, you know, ground on. Pidgeot is one that I've, al- I've always kind of wondered if either it's just me mispronouncing the name or if other people are mispronouncing the name. I've heard if you listen to the, the old version of the poker rap, they pronounced Pidgeot, you know, the evolution of Pidgey and Pidgeotto. They pronounced Pidgeot Pidget. I've always said Pidgeot just because it sounds similar to Pidgey and then Pidgeotto. So I've always said Pidgeot. I might be wrong with this, but that's the way I pronounce it. And the other ones I know I'm right on. Bonsly or Bonsly, the pre-evolution of Sudowoodo. I've heard both pronunciations on the anime, on the cartoon, so I'm not exactly sure the correct pronunciation of it. I've always said Bonsly. I've heard on the show Brock saying both Bonsly and Bonsly. That one, I again, I'm not very sure of. Both Pidgeot and Bonsly. Or Bonsly, however. Uh, Rayquaza. Rayquaza is another one that's bugged me since I saw the uh, Pokemon movie with Deoxys and Rayquaza. In the movie, I hear Ash saying Rayquaza and Raquaza. I've also heard other people, like on YouTube videos and stuff, if they're talking on the on the video, they say Rayquaza. It's spelled Rayquaza. Um, it's R-A-Y-Q-U-A-Z-A. There is not a second Y in the name, so I would pronounce it Rayquaza, just for simple grammar. Lugia, the legendary Pokemon from the second generation, is one that I, I used to mispronounce horribly. Um... And some people still do, for some reason, even though it's been on the show, it has its own movie, and it's obvious the way it's pronounced now that, you know, obviously there's a movie, there's uh, there's the shows. Um, Lugia, not Lugia or Lugia. Some people go ahead and make it a soft G instead of making it a hard G um, with the with the G in the Pokemon's name, L-U-G-I-A. Uh, so it's Lugia. Another one, Dusknor, uh, the evolution of Dusko. Dusk. Obviously, it's a combination of two words, dusk and noir. Uh, noir in French means black, and dusk, obviously, in English is like the end of the day. So dusk noir, I've heard it being pronounced dusk noir. If anybody knows any French at all, I used to I used to speak French, not fluently, but close enough. So dusk noir is, um, it's pronounced dusk noir, not dusk noir, unless they've said something different in the show. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen a Dust Noir in the show so far. Maybe there has been an episode with it on there. But that's the way to pronounce this name. Another name that's kind of a tongue twister to everybody. It's a new Pokemon from the fourth generation. Hippopotas. I guess they're just taking out the uh, the M from Hippopotamus. It's even kind of hard to spell because there's like so many P's and stuff like that. But it's Hippopotas. And its evolution is Hippowdon. Um, I've heard Hippodon and Hippodown, but it's Hippowdon. If you look at the, the spelling of the name, you can tell exactly how to pronounce it. 
Another one that I've always heard being mispronounced, especially in like in YouTube videos and other Pokemon podcasts, Sceptile, the final evolution of Trico. And also, uh, there's two other Pokemon that are mispronounced the same way. But first of all, Sceptile is not Skeptile, it's Sceptile. The S is, the C is silent. Same thing with Scizor, the evolution of Scyther. And also, Scyther is also mispronounced. I've heard people saying Schizor and Scyther. Again, the C is silent. So, Sceptile, Scizor, and Scyther. Uh, the last Pokemon I want to talk about is Spiritomb. I've heard people saying Spiritom. It's not spelled that way. It's the word spirit and tomb put together. So, clearly, the word is pronounced, the name is pronounced Spiritomb. So that's it for some of the Pokemon names that really bug me when I hear people pronouncing them. Now let's get on to Pokemon nicknames. In every game, since the very beginning, all Pokemon can be nicknamed once you catch them, or later on with the use of the name raider, as long as that Pokemon has your trainer ID. The name raider himself can be found in different places and obviously in the different regions. He's found in Lavender Town in the Kanto region, Goldenrod City in the Johto region, Slateport City in Hoenn, and Eterna City in the Sinnoh region. The only times when you cannot nickname the Pokemon, or rename the Pokemon, excuse me, is if the Pokemon does not have the same trainer ID. If you got the Pokemon in a trade, you will not be able to nickname the Pokemon. That includes in-game trades. So it, let's say you go ahead at the beginning of uh, Diamond, Pearl, of Platinum, you're able to trade someone uh, in the game a Machop for an Abra, and you get the Abra, and the Abra is named Kaza. You're not able to change that. Even if you go ahead and trade it to a different game, you're still not able to change its nickname. So that's, that's, that is one thing that kind of annoys some people, that you're not able to change nicknames uh, from traded Pokemon. Even if it's even if you own both games, you're still not able to nickname the Pokemon if you trade it to uh, a separate game. Like I said before, Pokemon nicknames can be anything you want them to be, as long as it fits within the 12 character maximum. I believe it's 12 or 13 characters. And I've seen on like Wi-Fi battles and stuff like that, that some people go ahead and put profanity into their Pokemon nicknames, which is uh, I've seen is pretty common for people to name their Pokemon different things, sometimes even uh, name them Japanese names, just one thing that really bugs me, like I said, is the profanity that's used in the Pokemon nicknames. And it's not monitored at all from what I've seen. So if you use a profane word to nickname your Pokemon, um, first of all, change that because nobody wants to be reading those kinds of things. And uh, second of all, you know, just have some decency. You know, I mean, no offense to you if you do that. Just, you know, think of the other people who are who are playing the game, like the kids and stuff like that, who are going to read that. You know, and you know, I mean, it's not going to scar them for life or anything, but it's it's still a little rude to go ahead and do those kinds of things. But uh, I don't see it as often as I used to, but but it's still a little annoying. Like I remember even for um, uh, playing Mario Kart on the DS, uh, people would have their have their uh, nickname something like something disgusting, and then have their picture for their cart also something disgusting. And it's and it's seen pretty much through everywhere with all kinds of games that you're able to play online or with other people. That's why they give the uh, little ESRB warning at the very beginning of the game, you know, um, the game gameplay may change, you know, once you're online or whatever it says at the, at the very beginning of the game when you do turn it on. So, you know, always be aware of things like that. Just to, 
you know, if in case you're, you know, if you have kids that play, I'm, I don't know if anybody who listens to the show even has kids at all, or even if you have like a, a younger brother or sister that plays, or even if you yourself play and don't want to see those kinds of, uh, see those kinds of wordings, uh, or even pictures like in the Mario Kart game, um, just you know, just be careful with that, and you know, I mean, I, there's no way to report it at all. Just, just be careful and just try to, you know, keep your cool if you see something like that. But that's it for the main topic for today of Pokemon names, nicknames and the name Raider, let's get on to our emails. Today we have quite a few emails, simply because last episode I got a bunch of emails that same day I recorded, and I wasn't able to put them into the show, and I also haven't done an episode for almost three and a half weeks now. So, I have quite a few emails, even though some of them are from the same person. Let's get started. First one is from Mike. He answers a question that we had on one of the older episodes. The question was, what would you like to see in the new Heart Gold and Soul Silver remakes? And he would, and he mentioned that he would like to see an upgraded global terminal. I'm sure a lot of people would like to see that too. They didn't really upgrade the global terminal in the platinum version all that much, even though they did add a few things. But some of those things that they added really don't serve any purpose at all. Like to see other people's boxes and their PCs, there's really no purpose for that at all. So hopefully they get something better in the Heart Gold and Soul Silver games. So thanks, Mike, for your email. Uh, the next email from uh, KC. Okay, so your email's a little long. I'm not going to read the entire thing. So I, I know you do want me to... I know you did say somewhere in here that you hope for me to read the, read the whole thing, but I'm going to try to condense it a little bit. Uh, first, you go on saying uh, how you found this podcast, you know, just Google searching Pokemon podcasts, and um, that you found only a couple of podcasts, and mine was one of them. So um, I thank you for choosing my podcast to listen to, and even though you said you do also subscribe to the other one that you found. One of the questions from an older episode is, how long have you been playing Pokemon? And you do answer this question by saying that you've been a fan since the late 90s, which is obviously when Pokemon came out, and that you started with a trading card game, your first card was a Kangaskhan, and you became a huge fan of Pokemon with that, and you didn't start playing the main RPG games, for the, like the Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, and stuff like that, until, until you said you went into fifth grade with Pokemon Sapphire, and you've pretty much been playing Pokemon since then. That's pretty cool. You know, I like to see how people go ahead and uh, fall into the craze of Pokemon. Of course, it was a big thing before in the late 90s, and it's pretty much died down now. But there are still, you know, hundreds of thousands of fans all over the world, so I'm glad to see more people getting into Pokemon, especially, like, later on in times like now, people coming back into playing Pokemon. Another one of our older emails uh, that Mike had also answered uh, Casey also answers in this email saying, uh, "What would you?" Um, the question again was, "What would you like to see in Heart Gold and Soul Silver?" You said that you wanted to see a Pokemon walking with you outside the Pokeball, like in Pokemon Yellow, which, yes, they did implement in this game, as you mentioned also in your email, and that you would like to see Kanto also put into the game. And yes, as I mentioned in the news at the beginning of the episode, uh, they did finally do that, so I'm I'm happy about that. And you said you would also like to see if. The Orange Islands can possibly put into the game. Um, I would like to see that too, just for the fact that there would be a couple of extra gym leaders and stuff like that. But uh, to be honest with you, I think the Whirl Islands were sort of the game version of the Orange Islands, because Lugia was in the show in the Orange Islands, and the Whirl Islands are in the game, and Lugia is in the Whirl Islands. So I don't think they're going to be putting the Orange Islands into the game, unless they make a new game, like a spin-off or something like that, like the Mystery Dungeon games, and actually put the Orange Islands in there. But you never know. We'll see. You also say that you went ahead and submitted the URL for this podcast to the Zoom Marketplace, 
that not everyone uses iTunes, and I do understand that. I used to use the Zoom Marketplace myself, because I, I have a Zoom, but I don't use it anymore because I bought an iPod Touch, which is, uh, in my opinion, a lot cooler than the uh, the Zoom, even though I do have the uh, the old Zoom, the, the 30 gig Zoom, and uh, the iPod Touch is just a lot cooler, even though it doesn't hold as much. But that's just my opinion. But uh, So thank you for going ahead and submitting it to the Zoom Marketplace. You went ahead and you gave us... Um, a couple of emails uh, concerning that that it wasn't going ahead and uh, being put onto the Zoom Marketplace, and you're, the, you sent us three emails. In your last email, you went ahead and said that it's finally up. So thank you for going ahead and uh, sending me the link and putting it on the Zoom Marketplace. I did try to do that myself before, and it just would not go onto the Zoom Marketplace. So thank you for going ahead and doing that. Let's get on to our next email from Dimitri. Dimitri, you've emailed us once before, so thank you for going ahead and sending us a new another email. You said uh, you were apologizing for the long email before. Um, no need to apologize, and even KC, I know you did have a little bit of longer email, um, but no need to apologize, anybody. If you do send a long email, um, I'll just try to condense it a little bit because I don't want to have my entire episode of just pure emails. I know some podcasts like to do that. Um, I'm not one of them. You know, I like to keep the main topic the meat of the episode, um, and the emails just kind of something, you know, just so other people can hear what other people in the Pokemon community are talking about or are thinking about, you know, especially when answering my questions. So the question before, uh, for the sixth episode was, what is your favorite Pokemon? Why? And if you know it's EV and IV spreads, go ahead and supply them if you have them and its moveset. But you didn't have to do all of that. Just, you know, just pretty much what's your favorite Pokemon and why? So you say that your favorite Pokemon is Pikachu because he's the most nostalgic one. And I agree with you on that. You know, but uh, in my opinion, my favorite is uh, Charizard, for the same reasons, because it's the most nostalgic one, but that's just to me. And you also say that you like Infernape, because he looks really cool. I also mentioned on the sixth episode that I was be having a kind of a little bit of a contest sort of thing, on whoever would like to go ahead and try to make a logo for the Pokedex Radio, or even for Flashlight Studios. And Dimitri, you said you would go ahead and try it out, you said, uh, I'm going to try to make you a logo, if I ever finish it, I'll send it in the next email. So it's it's okay if you don't finish it. I mean, uh, if Dimitri, if you don't want to make the logo, that's fine. I mean, this is kind of a contest. Um, if I do get logos in in the uh, in my emails, I'll go ahead. I'll put them on the website, and I'll kind of have you know to choose which one is the your favorite, and just send me send me emails of who's uh of which one you think is the best, and I might use that one. But so far, I haven't gotten anything, so there's nothing on the website, obviously. So thanks, Dimitri, for your email. Our next email again is from Mike who um, was the one I just read before. His first email, like I said, came a little late, but he, he did send us a, an, um, the answer to last episode's question, what, which was, what was your favorite Pokemon? He says his two favorite Pokemon are a tie between Arcanine and Jolteon. Arcanine, he gave the move set of Crunch, Flare Blitz, Flamethrower, and Extreme Speed. And for his Jolteon, he put Thunderbolt, Shadow Ball, Dig, and Thunderfang. Dig is a move that I would not expect on a Jolteon, to be honest with you. It'd be kind of a surprise to people who go ahead and battle against it. And you, and you said you didn't know their EVs. That's fine. I would like to give you know, a little bit of advice to you, if, you would, if you'd like to take some. I don't know if you're using uh, the Arcanine and Jolteon just for an in-game or for competitive battling. I'm assuming since you don't know the effort values or the EVs of the Pokemon, that it's just for in-game. But for the Arcanine moves, like uh, the move Crunch is good, Flare Blitz is good, Flamethrower and Extreme Speed, but for the fact that you have two Fire-type moves, it's a little odd, because for competitive battling, usually you try to keep one move of each type, but this seems okay. 
Same thing for Jolteon. You both you have both Thunderfang and Thunderbolt. Again, I don't know if you're using it for competitive or just in-game, but those are okay if it's in-game. Those are actually really good if they're in-game. But if they're for competitive battle, you might want to switch up the moves a little bit. Because Flare Blitz is a physical move, and so is Crunch and Extreme Speed. So Flamethrower, you might want to switch for something else if you're going to be using this competitively. Um, but if it works for you, you know, go ahead, keep it. The same thing with Jolteon, Thunderbolt and Thunderfang. Thunderbolt is special, Thunderfang is physical, and Shadow Ball is special, and Dig is physical. So, depending on what you want to do there, again, if it's working for you, go ahead, keep it, you know. But thanks for your email, Mike. The next email is from Izzy, and she says, I think your show rocks, could you talk about shiny Pokemon? I might do an episode on shiny Pokemon, and maybe in a couple of episodes, maybe next episode, I don't know. I've been wanting to do an episode on effort values, because a lot of you have been requesting that on the past on your past emails, and I think I have an email or two here also asking about doing an effort value episode. It might be coming up soon. I don't know. I have to prepare for it because it's a lot of information to give. Okay, so thanks, Izzy, for your email. Actually, you sent us two emails now that I see that. You ask if you want to trade for one of my Regigigas. Uh, unfortunately, I gave one of my Regigigas to a friend of mine as a gift because he was not able to go to the event. And the Pokemon you're offering, I got it from another listener. So uh, I apologize uh, if you did want to trade. But you're, if you do have the Platinum game or even Diamond and Pearl, you're able to get Regigigas in there. Uh, but I apologize because I'm not able to trade you uh, one of the event Regigigas. Next email from Sandy. Uh, Sandy, you go ahead and you also answer the question of what is your favorite Pokemon. And you say that your favorite Pokemon is Blaziken. But uh, you don't, since you said you didn't know the EVs or IVs, you just went ahead and gave its stats. Uh, HP 314, Attack 308, Defense 171, and Special Attack 279, Special Defense 185, and Speed 190. Those stats, in my opinion, are a little low. Uh, I'm assuming it's your in-game Pokemon, because if uh, you know if you know about IVs and EVs, if you go ahead and breed a Pokemon, obviously you're going ahead you're going to go ahead and try to breed for a higher IV spread, which is kind of difficult to do, but not the hardest thing in the world. Um, but I went ahead and I put your Pokemon into it. I put your stats to an IV calculator, and it seemed a little low. But again, I don't know the EVs of your Pokemon, and you should, you don't know them either, but, um, that's, that's pretty good for in-game, and you said it was also holding a quick claw, because its speed is kind of low at 190. So, thanks, Sandy, for your email. Uh, next email is from Zach. Zach, you had emailed us for our first three episodes, I believe, and because I was not uploading anything to Podbean anymore, and I went ahead and I changed the feed, um, you weren't able to find the podcast, so I apologize to you for that. You mentioned something about the RSS feed changing. You also mentioned about doing an EV training episode. And to so the rest of your email, if you remember, because I know this email is from like two weeks ago, or even two and a half weeks ago, you're offering to go ahead and uh, be a guest on the show. I mean, I would love for some, I would love to have, you know, guests on the show because our original co-host, um, I think I've mentioned before, he just kind of disappeared and I don't know where that guy went. So obviously for now, it's just me. And I know people would like to hear, you know, banter back and forth, a little discussion, and even a conversation between two people. But for now, it's just going to be me, and I will hold your offer uh, when I do go ahead and try to maybe have a guest host on the show. I will hold your offer into account, but, you know, don't expect anything right away. We'll see what happens um, as, the, as, as time goes on. And you also said that you have a trade thread. 
on polkabeach.com that you have a lot of shinies, and I will go ahead and put up the URL in the show notes, um, along with all the uh, the, art- the other articles in the news and stuff like that, so you can go ahead and trade with other people that do listen to this podcast, too. Uh, so thanks for your email, Zach. And so, Casey, you had uh, another email answering the question from the last episode of what is your favorite Pokemon, and you also say that your favorite Pokemon is Pikachu, and your ideal moveset for a Pikachu would be Agility, Volt Tackle, either Thunder or Shockwave, and Iron Tail. I might be wrong, but is that the same moveset that the Pikachu from the show, Ash's Pikachu, has? You know, I'm I'm asking you, because I've seen the show a few times, and Pikachu uses those exact moves, but I might be wrong. And you say you you have a lot of different favorite Pokemon, too, but Pikachu Pikachu was the one you said uh, for this email. And, uh, and again, thanks for going ahead and putting the, the podcast up on the Zoom Marketplace. I'll try to go ahead and put up the link uh, on the website. But right now I'm being really lazy, so I might not do it right away. But I will do it as soon as I can. So thanks for your email, KC, again. Our next email is from Chris. You say, just wanted to let you guys know that I heard some of your podcasts and, and they're awesome. I just started playing Pokemon after quite the hiatus. I picked up Pearl recently and scrambled to find the rest of the versions. Your show has really brought me back into the loop of how the world of Pokemon is these days. Thanks a ton. Well, thank you, Chris, for listening to the ep- to the show, and thank you for sending us an email. I, it's re- like I said before, it's really nice to hear that other people are coming back into Pokemon or just starting playing Pokemon. You know, I always like to uh, to hear you know little things like that about Pokemon. That is because uh, Pokemon has been something that's uh, uh, been really uh, really close to me since I've been like eight years old. I mean, I'm almost 20 now, so, you know, obviously I like Pokemon, and I'm going to be liking Pokemon for quite a while now. So, uh, so thanks, Chris, for your email. Our next email is from, uh, you want us to call you Sunwrap, so I'll call you Sunwrap. And uh, you say, uh, hey guys, just call me Sunwrap. Uh, I just started listening to the show last week, and I love it. Uh, to answer the question, my favorite Pokemon ever is Bulbasaur, because it's my favorite character on the show. Uh, unfortunately, I was too young to have the original games when they first came out, it didn't actually start playing until the second generation. However, I watched the show from the start and have been an extreme fan ever since. And you also say that uh, you've been checking iTunes every day to see if we upload a new episode. You don't have to check every day, because this is a bi-weekly podcast, meaning the episodes come out every two weeks. Occasionally, I'll have a problem that I won't be able to upload the episode every two weeks. Like, I had one between the uh, third and fourth episode, there was a bit of a problem. Even though on iTunes, it says that they were all released on the same day. Uh, if you listen to the episodes, you can see that they were not, because I do tell the date at the beginning of the episode. But that was because I, in FeedBurner, that's what it shows the day that I put them on to my new website, uh, onto my new podcast hosting website. But you don't have to check every day, check every two weeks, check once a week if you if you would like. And you say you want me to give a shout out to your brother, so shout out to your brother, Sunwrap, and uh, that he's caught every Pokemon in the National decks except for six Pokemon, and that's that's like, wow, that's really good. Um, I've been trying to catch all the Pokemon, but since I haven't played the game in about a month, I obviously haven't been able to do it. But that's really good, except for six, and I'm uh, I'm sure he's missing uh, Arceus, Jirachi, Celebi, maybe Mew, and maybe even Deoxys. He might be missing, okay, you said he's missing six, I think I just named like four or five. Maybe mine are right, I don't know, you tell me. And if you need any help with that, you can go ahead and go to, uh, to the link that I put for uh, Zach on the show notes, because he said he is trading some shinies and a few event Pokemon. And he might have some other stuff. I still haven't clicked on the link yet, so I don't know exactly what he has. 
So maybe he, uh, if you need anything else, he could probably help you out with that. Because I know there are only a few Pokemon that are, as of yet, unreleased. Like Arceus, and yeah, just pretty much just Arceus. And so that's pretty much the only one that you're not going to be able to get yet. Like other stuff like Darkrai and Mew, uh, Deoxys, uh, Celebi, Jirachi, those have already been released in the U.S., but they are harder to get now. Uh, even the... Uh, the CD, the bonus disc from the Coliseum game, the Jirachi CD, um, that it it cost me fifty bucks on eBay, so I'm not willing to pay that much money ever again for something that um, really doesn't, you know, really isn't that important. Because I'm sure they're going to be releasing Jirachi again sometime soon, and I think they are in Japan. I'm not sure. I read something in an article about Jirachi, but I could be wrong, and I must I might have mis uh, misread it. But thanks everyone for all your for all your emails and thanks you for taking out the time to go ahead and write me emails, especially some of you who went ahead and wrote longer emails. And I apologize for not reading the entire thing, because it would make the show a lot longer than it needs to be. But again, thank you for all your emails. Now for the question of the episode. The question of the episode, this episode, before we get to it, I just want to talk about something real quick. I've been thinking of making a second podcast. Not about video games, not about Pokemon. Just a second podcast. I don't know what I'm going to be talking about yet. And the question of the episode is, if I do make a second podcast, what should I talk about? Just no Pokemon, no video games in general. I'm not good with comic books or anything like that, so nothing like nothing like that. No politics, even though I can talk politics and I can do it very well. Um, no politics. And so just, uh, if you guys have any ideas, if you... If you have, if you've had ideas for podcasts that you wanted to hear but couldn't find anything about that, those certain things, just let me know what would you like to hear in another podcast. Um, I'm thinking of doing either a second podcast or YouTube videos, but I don't know exactly which one I'm going to do yet because I need to go ahead and you know set up my camera and stuff like that, and my camera's not very good for taking YouTube videos or for videos in general, and my webcam that I have works well, but the lighting in this room is not very well in front of my computer. So I'm still a little iffy on what to do. I don't know. I'm leaning more towards doing a YouTube series. Um, I don't know if I should do anything funny. I'm not that very funny. I can't do voices or anything very well, even though I'd like to go ahead and do those kinds of things, like, you know, anime voices and stuff like that. Uh, I even had a friend who went ahead and um, uh, made a tape for, I think it was uh, four kids, and she went ahead and sent, the, sent it to them, but I don't think she's gotten a response yet because um, she wants to do uh, voice dubs and stuff like that, which, and she can do it very well. But I'm not very good at doing those things because, as you can hear, my voice is very monotonous. And I don't know if you guys noticed, since the beginning of the episode till now, my voice has gotten a little bit hoarse because I've been talking so much. So, I mean, I haven't... I Usually me, I'm a very quiet person, so I don't talk that much. So if I do talk a lot, my voice does get a little hoarse. Like, again, I don't know if you've noticed it since the beginning of the episode until now, towards the end. Let me know of any ideas that you guys have, if you want to hear me do something else, or even see me do something else. And also, if you guys want to make a logo for Flashlight Studios or the Pokedex Radio podcast, go ahead and uh, send me whatever pictures you're able to make, you know, using Photoshop or whatever programs you guys like to use. Because I'm not very good at that. And the guy that was on our first episode, if you remember him, like I said, he was supposed to be the co-host of the show, but he disappeared and he was my picture guy. He was the guy who was supposed to be making the logo and stuff like that. But after he disappeared, uh, none of that came to fruition. So I was So I had to go ahead and, you know quickly throw something together and it looks like crap. I know, I'm sorry. But if you guys want to go ahead and make something, go ahead and send it to flashlightstudios at gmail.com. Send all your emails, 
uh, pictures if you want to make them, suggestions, comments, questions to uh, the answer to the question of the episode to the email address, which is again flashlightstudios at gmail dot com. Um, I also made a Twitter. It's actually my personal Twitter now. Twitter dot com forward slash fs gabriel. Uh, fs meaning the first two letters of Flashlight Studio, so FS Gabriel, uh, all one word. So if you want to go ahead and follow me on Twitter, you go ahead, go there. Uh, go to our website at flashlight-studios.com. There's really nothing there. If you want to go ahead and subscribe, you can go to there and find the links. Or if you want to go ahead and find all the links and the show notes, you go to pokedexradio.blogspot.com. And there you'll see all the episodes. You'll be able to listen to the episodes from there, subscribe from there, and go ahead and find all the descriptions of the episodes. So that's it for today's episode. Again, I apologize for not being able to upload an episode before. I know I'm a little late. Again, for like the 15th time this episode, the email address is flashlightstudios at gmail.com. Uh, send all your emails, questions, comments to it. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Go ahead and give us a little rating on iTunes. You know, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Rated if you'd like on iTunes or the Zoom Marketplace. I think you can rate stuff on there. I don't remember. And one last thing before we go, I'd just like to give a little plug to the guys who do the music for the show. They're not actually the guys who do the music for the show. I just kind of took their CD and put their songs on at the beginning and the end of the episodes. The band name is Eyeshine, E-Y-E-S-H-I-N-E. If you ever heard Eyeshine before, you know that the lead singer is Johnny Young Bosch. And if you recognize the name, that's because he was a Power Ranger back in the day. He was actually the second Black Power Ranger in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. He went from being the Black Ranger to the Green Ranger when they were when they became the Zeo Rangers or something like that. And uh, now he does um, voice acting for different uh, cartoons and different video games. I think he also did uh, Devil May Cry 4. Or, or he did the main character for Devil May Cry. Uh, I don't really don't know much about what he's what he's been doing, but uh, thankfully he's not signed or anything, so I'm I'm able to use his music without being sued. And even on the back of his CD, it says, you know, we would hate for you guys to uh, illegally distribute our music, but if you would like to, go ahead. So I'm doing it. Um, so you guys go ahead and find him on iTunes. I'm not sure if he's on the Zoom Marketplace or even on Amazon.com, but see if you can find him. Uh, go to iShine.net. See if you can buy one of their CDs. If you use MySpace, go ahead and add them on myspace.com slash iShine. I think it's iShine Band or just iShine. I'm not positive on that. And I think they do have a Facebook just to become a fan of iShine. Uh, so go ahead, see if you can buy one of their CDs. They have really great music, even though it sounds a little repetitive. All the songs sound similar. Uh, they have two previous albums. Uh, they're, really, they're pretty good. Um, they have one new album that just came out about a week and a half ago called My Paper Kingdom. And their previous two albums, their first one was called uh, How About That? And their second one was called Red Stripes, White Lights. So go ahead and see if you can buy their albums off of iTunes or even Amazon.com if they're there. I'm not sure. Their song that's actually at the beginning of our episode, our intro, is called uh, Here Comes the End Again, which is from their Red Stripes, White Lights album. And the song that we have as our outro is called uh, Sella. I believe how you, that's how you pronounce it, from their first album, How About That? So if you go ahead... Go to iTunes, like I said, buy their album. They're really good. They're, it shouldn't be too much. I think it's only about 10 bucks. So go ahead and support them because they're, they're actually a pretty decent band. They're unsigned and everything. So I'm sure if you go to any, any anime conventions, I'm sure they might be there every once in a while. They'll, and they'll show up at an anime convention. So if you go to those, you know, be on the lookout for uh, uh, iShine and Johnny Young Bosch. So that's it for today's episode. My name is Gabriel. And from me and everyone here at Flashlight Studios, 
live, laugh, and catch them all. And we'll see you guys next time.